Hey friends, welcome to Not So Picture Perfect. I'm your host, Alyssa Hollis. I'm a boy mama, family photographer, and educator with a deep purpose for encouraging others. On this show, we will get real, raw, and vulnerable. We will chat about messy motherhood, the photography industry, and how to survive it infused with faith and humor. We will dig deep, laugh a lot, and probably get a bit awkward. I am passionate about lifting up creatives in an industry that is constantly struggling with identity. You will walk away from each episode feeling lifted up and a part of something, feeling like you gained a friend that you didn't know you needed. So if you're a creative mama who has been feeling left out, left behind, or just plain lost, stick around because you will always have a seat at my table. Get ready to hear me tell it like it is. No candy coating here. So grab your iced coffee and let's talk about it. It's all in your head. The wins and the losses, the good and the bad, but not because of what someone else around you is doing to distract you. So I wanted to tell you a story um, from this past weekend um, at my oldest son's baseball game. It's a really small story, but it has big meaning and it's the whole basis behind this episode. My son, he plays 12U baseball and he ended up pitching he was like I think the fifth pitcher it was like I don't know second to last inning and he's a lot like me he gets very nervous being on the spot he loves to pitch just like me like I love to do all this stuff but when you put me on a pedestal actually in front of people it's kind of scary it's overwhelmingly scary and he's he is just so much like me and his sensitivity so anyway he's he's good at pitching he just he hasn't gotten to do it enough Um, I think if he got to do it consistently, he'd probably be a lot more confident and better. But anyway, for some reason in baseball, up until this point, he's played since he was four, um, there hasn't been a whole lot of chatter. So like I played softball in middle school and high school, and we all chattered. Like when the other team was up to bat, we made noises, we said stuff, like we did everything in our power to distract the other team. And for some reason, they don't do that in my kids baseball like I just have never noticed it but I know like maybe that doesn't happen until they get older maybe as little kids they don't really realize that they actually have the power to do that but anyway so he got up you know on the pitcher's mound and he was doing pretty good like I I can't say he was doing bad but anyway he told us because like we couldn't hear what was going on on the other side of the fence because they were kind of far from us but we get in the car and he's like oh that was that was that was crazy and I did so bad and I was like dude no you didn't I was like think about the last time you pitched you did way better this time and he's like yeah but that that kid on second base man he was just like saying all kinds of stuff to me and making noise and clapping his hands and whenever I would turn around he'd make faces at me I said yeah that's what he's supposed to be doing He's actually supposed to be getting in your head because if he can get in your head good enough, he can screw you up, which will then in turn make him win the game. That's like the whole point, dude. And he's like, yeah, but like, how am I supposed to like ignore that? I was like, you have to work really hard and you have to train your brain to drown out that distraction that he's causing you. Because if you focus on what he's doing to distract you, you're going to like let your team down. You're going to let yourself down inevitably. So you just have to like find a way in your mind and tell yourself you have this game that you're trying to win and you're on the mound. So you kind of have control right now. You have to completely drown him out. I don't care if you got to sing a song in your mind. I don't care if you got to, 
I don't even know. Just focus on the catcher's glove. Focus on what's at hand here. And I know that it's a lot easier said than done. So, you know, everything you do each day is is a mental game. The game of will you win or will you lose this day? Will you win or lose this session? Will you win or lose this evening of editing? Will you win or lose at life? Gaining control of your mind in ways that only you can drown out the outside noise is where true magic starts to happen in your life and not just in your career. This translates into every single aspect of your life. Because you can't tell me with a straight face that you're not always distracted. We now collectively as a human race only have about a seven second attention span. Thanks to smartphones sucking our souls out through our scrolling little thumbs. We spend hours of our days thinking about what we saw on Facebook, who posted what in their Instagram stories, and what new business we could come up with after hours of inspiring scrolls through Pinterest and Etsy. You're always thinking, or we are always thinking and trying to do more with our days. We can also tend to let distraction cripple us from achieving the goal that's right in front of us. Like I told my son about that kid on second base. You have to learn to drown out the noise. You have to keep your eye on the catcher's glove and watch the ball roll off the tip of the bat and never lose focus on the game right in front of you. The chatter can be overcome if you tell yourself it can be. Guys, our brains are literally the most powerful machine on the planet. If you don't get control of it, it will control you. So Caroline Leaf, she is one of my favorite authors, and she is a Christian neuroscientist. You've heard me talk about her many times in the past on my Instagram and on past episodes on this podcast. And her entire purpose in her work is teaching others how to retrain their brains. It's a wildly easy concept, but at the same time, it feels almost impossible to us when we're just trying to survive each day. Caroline says, whatever you think grows, don't focus on what you're going through, focus on what you're going to do. Mind-blowing. I know it's so much easier said than done, so don't think that I'm not right there with you. The entire base of her studies actually comes from scripture, from Romans 12. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. She bases her work on the Bible, which is so cool to me because she's a scientist who believes in God and has faith in his power, all while studying science. That scripture is about neuroplasticity in your brain. And neuroplasticity is the ability in your brain to reorganize your synaptic connections. That means in simple terms, we can train our brains to be better to do better and to think better. Now, I'm not saying that there is, you know, there are not brain conditions that require medication, so don't take that out of context. I'm saying if you're a person who struggles with anything like overthinking, focusing on the negative aspects of life over the positive, not being able to drown out distraction, comparison, or even thinking that people are out to get you. Honestly, people aren't thinking about you at all. (laughs) I tell my kids that too. Like my son literally today, he spilled sanitizer all over his sweatpants before he got out of the car. And he goes, oh, he just like slams his hands down and folds his arms and looks out the window. And he's 11, dude. Like, so I knew what he was thinking. I was like, do you, what? You think the dudes at school are going to think you peed your pants? He's like, probably, even though, you know, like that doesn't make sense for where it's at. And I was like, you literally walk into school with confidence in your wet freaking pants. Who cares? Because I promise you, they're not even thinking about you. They're probably thinking about the own, the, their own drips on their pants, or maybe they drip toothpaste on their shirt, and, you know, they didn't notice it till they got in the car. Like, focus on you, because I promise they're not, they're not focusing on you. They've got their own internal struggles they're dealing with. 
And that goes for everything and everyone in life. You truly have the power to change your mind and the patterns of your thoughts. So hopefully next time, like when this, like I told him, you know, when that happened, no, walk in with confidence. Do not focus on the sanitizer on your pants. Focus on something else. Focus on what you're about to do, not what you just did with the sanitizer. And then the next time that happens, hopefully he's not even going to think about that or care about it. And I know it takes a lot of work in life to get there. It does. This, this whole concept takes a lot of work and you'll be working on it for the rest of your life. So the way that you do this is you just inject small things into your daily thought patterns. So let's say when you think this is dramatic, but like, okay, oh my God, my life sucks. This day sucks. Everything freaking sucks. You know, you can think it, you can feel it, feel it real good for a few minutes. And I'll tell yourself this, my life is good. This day might be bad, but it's only one day and tomorrow's going to be better. I have, I have breath in my lungs, so let's finish this day as best as we can. And when you tell your brain that, the next time that you feel like you're having a crap day, like your brain can pull from that thought. And I know that sounds so stupid. It sounds so silly because like, you know, you are in control of your thoughts. If you're constantly thinking negative things, you're just going to continue to put out negativity. Like, you know, if you watch people and you listen to their language, and their, even their body language, you can, you can sense that they're struggling with something just in the tone of their voice. And, you know, because if you're there, that means they're focusing on something negative in their mind. You can always see what somebody's going through, even if they don't say it. Let me just stop for just a second and say this. This to me is not toxic positivity, you know, because the world screws everything up, <laughs> everything good. So now there's a label too for this, you know, probably created by a miserable person who really likes staying stuck in their own pile of crap um, and they want everybody to stay stuck there too. I cannot tell you how many posts I've read about toxic positivity. I'm like, well, sorry, you're so freaking miserable, Sally. Like the rest of us are trying to like be better. I'm not here to enable your toxic negativity. So don't come crying to me about how positive I try to be because, you know, when you live in a negative mindset long enough, If you're lucky like me, you will get tired of your own crap and you're going to get up, you're going to look back and you're going to say no more. Another example of how to retrain your negative thought pattern is, you know, let's say you're scrolling on Instagram because I know a lot of my audience, they're coming from my Instagram. So let's say you're scrolling one day and, you know, you see a photo or you see photo after photo of mind blowing work and you start to question your own capabilities and your own work you start saying things to yourself like, wow, she's so good. I could never be that good. I could never photograph anybody in those areas. I could never get anybody to wear those clothes. I could never get anybody to adventure like that. Oh, look, there she's traveling again. Oh, I'm never going to get to go anywhere. Oh, look, she got dot, dot, dot. Whatever she got that you desire, place it right there because we've all got different you know, thoughts swirling around in our head um, when we get on social media. I can't tell you how many friends of mine I have noticed in the last couple of weeks who have taken social media breaks. I actually never noticed that before. I just, maybe I notice it because I do it too. I just, I don't even announce it anymore. I just fall off the face of the earth for a few days. All you have to do, um, and I know it sounds easier said than done, but if I can do it, you can do it, okay? Just tell yourself as you scroll, wow, she's so good. And you know what? I'm good too. Her work is good just because her work is good. 
and she's doing awesome things does not mean that what I'm doing is any less. My work is good too. Tell yourself that. Like literally preach it to yourself. Um, there's actually another book that I love so much and I'll put it in the um, show notes. It's called Preach to Yourself by Haley Morgan. Oh my gosh, such a good book. I listened to that on audiobook in the car because I wanted to hear the words because again, what you put in your mind, you become. That's why you've probably heard me in the past. If you followed me for long enough, you know that I'm super, super particular about the shows that I watch, the music that I listen to. Not that I'm any better than anybody else that enjoys, you know, certain types of music and certain types of movies. I just have learned that for me, I can sense what those things are doing to me. So I don't want to feel the way that those things make me feel. So I avoid them. And that is just a part of having self-control. So have you ever been at a session and have you ever had another photographer in your mind? Like not to copy them or anything, but do you see their images like in your head while you're shooting? Do you hear their voice in your head as you're working with your clients? If so, does it push you or does it disable you? Think about that. So not that I'm better by stating this about myself, but one superpower I do think that I have is this. When I step out of my car and I get in front of my clients, which is inevitably who matters most in the situation of this in the photography industry, you know, when you're a photographer, your client should be your number one driving force. So like, again, when I step out of my car and I get in front of my clients, absolutely no one is in my head. Absolutely no one else's images are in my mind. My entire goal at that session is to deliver, entertain, and serve my clients. Not what shot that I can get for Instagram because I want praise. Not what behind the scenes can I get so that I can add content to my stories or create reels. That stuff happens sometimes and a lot of times I forget because I'm so consumed with what I actually am there to do. I'm being paid for a service. I feel like if everybody could just get that in their mind alone, maybe the comparison would stop. I don't know. Not really. Comparison is never going to go away. That's, I mean, if it went away, I would no longer have anything to talk about. Like, let's just be real. But why do I have that power now? I didn't always have that power because I took control of my mind. I'm still working on this to this day, I still have to work on retraining my own thoughts. Like I said, I'm going to have to do this until I'm old and gray and ready to meet the Lord. Like I'm going to be doing it forever. You know, rerouting is you're rerouting the neuroplasticity in your brain because, you know, God gave me the power to do that and he gave it to you too. But the funny thing about God and how he works is he won't force you to do a dang thing. God doesn't force you to do things. You can do whatever you want. And when you're choosing to focus on the negativity and the negative thought patterns in your life, you're actually not being obedient to him. The Bible actually says, I'm pretty sure the Bible says this. <laughs> you could check me on this. I have it written on my mirror. Gaining control of your thoughts is being obedient to God. Like I said, he won't force you to do anything. He will give you the tools, but he's not going to make you use them. Have you ever heard that story about the drowning man who prays to God to help him? Literally. God sends him a canoe, a boat, and a helicopter. And each thing that comes, he says, oh no, God's going to save me. God's going to help me. So the man refuses and when he dies and goes to heaven, he asks God, why didn't you help me? God told him, I sent you a canoe, a boat, and a helicopter. For real? Like I just see, um, you know that kid on TikTok? I can't remember his name. My boys say his name all the time. But he ha makes that face and he throws his hands out. Like, hello? The common sense here is not connecting. Oh, what is his name? I don't know. Somebody somebody tell me what his name is. But I know if you are on TikTok at all, you've seen his videos. 
they're hilarious. What I was trying to explain to my son and what I'm really trying to explain to you is you have to, you know, you have the power to ignore and drown out the chatter from the other players when you're on the mound. So if you don't take control of your mind in those moments, you know, while you're pitching, you're allowing the other team to throw you off and you only have yourself to blame, babe. So focus up and do the work. Let's start retraining our brains. I don't care if you have to replay this episode a hundred times. I will recommend that you get Caroline Leaf's book, Switch on Your Brain, but I'm just going to warn you right now, if you are not like the kind of person who likes to study, you may not like the book. Not because the information isn't amazing. It's because it is the kind of book that, I mean, it took me almost six months to get through it because it's like, it's like a textbook and it's just so good. Like, and you can listen to it on audiobook too. And I wonder, I don't know if she reads it, but she is, I want to say she's from England. She has an English accent. So I love listening to her. I listen to her podcast too. Caroline Leaf's podcast, it's called Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. So good. And just everything that I'm currently doing well in my life, it's obviously from God, but like it's coming from her entire neuroplasticity concept, which is not a concept. It's a real thing. But it's just so mind-blowing to me that we have this power. We've literally been given this power to think positively and to take the negative experiences and the negative thoughts in our life and switch them around on their head and make them good. So I hope this episode helped you, that it inspired you to retrain your brain, to focus on yourself, to do the hard work. And remember, when you go out there this week and you're working with your clients, remember, you need to be delivering, entertaining, and serving your clients. And that is your goal. That's the goal, friends. So I'll talk to you next week. Hey, before you go, are you a photographer who is struggling with editing, struggling to find your style, or just fed up with editing altogether? Well, I am here to help. I offer an online editing course cultivated specifically for the new creative in mind. The classroom is full of videos breaking down how to use Lightroom from start to finish, a touch of Photoshop, plus my very own personal preset pack and brushes. The best part is my private Facebook community where we show up with our true and honest, helpful hearts, ready to learn from one another. If you are ready to change your editing game and gain some new friends, then head to alyssahollisphoto.com under the mentorship tab and sign up today. 